This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Millwall hadn't won away since March is a stat that had Millwall to win written all over it. A below-par performance all over the pitch from City after a mini-resurgence against Preston on Wednesday with West Brom next up on Tuesday away. Matt is with me as always. Matt, um, it's Sunday now, Sunday 6.30. Yep. Um, we'll do our check-in in a minute and I'll explain okay. I'll explain my, my relatively low score. Um, but your thoughts on yesterday? It was uh, below par. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> following the shambolic gutless display that I witnessed at Birmingham the week before, um, we saw an improvement on Wednesday night against Preston, where we we did at least fight, showed some determination, deservedly came away with the win, and then we we put in a performance like that yesterday. Um, Goals change games. Antoine has an early chance, which if he scores, you know, Millwall have got to come out. But I think the, the overriding thing for me, Patch, is I, I knew how Millwall would play yesterday. You knew they were going to defend and you knew their danger was going to come from set pieces. And yet we played into their hands. Um, and I, I'm at a loss to explain the form of some players at the moment. Um I think Nigel Pearson's got some big calls to make on it. And yeah, just just really flat again. Um, I think I've, I've put in this week's column, our only consistency is our inconsistency. Um, it just, you, you don't know what you're going to get from one game to the next. And sadly, West Brom have now got rid of Steve <laughs> Bruce, picked up a win yesterday against Reading, who, who have been flying high. And I'm sitting there now thinking, I know fully what to expect on Tuesday night. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah I disappointing. I can't remember being too excited about going to watch uh, City at West Brom in the past. No. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Who knows? Um, at least three words were mediocre, messy, meh. That's M-E-H apostrophe. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring our guest in now, Tom Hicks. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, yeah, disappointing yesterday, but glad to be on Glad to be on the podcast. Oh, excellent, man. Thanks Good for joining work. us. We always do a check-in on the podcast. Um, we're going to look for a score out of 10. Uh, our talk club, episode 177, is dealt well worth a listen if you haven't done so already, as was episode 181, where Matt, Rich, and I went to Fira Avon Valley. Uh, so check that one out as well. But uh, Matt, 1 to 10? Um, I'm probably a 6. Um okay. I've just watched Liverpool beat Man oh, City. Um, I didn't see the squash. Did you? Yeah, 1-0. Um, right. Jürgen got sent off, but Man, Man City had a goal disallowed, which right, rightly disallowed. Okay. Um, but that's not, not not that I'm a Liverpool fan or a Man City fan. But yeah, yesterday, we say it on this pod so often, don't we, that it, it really does impact my mood based on City. Um, you know, it was a good start to the weekend. Friday night, like you said, fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe City play with a bit of fear on Saturday. Nice little segue in there, but oh, yeah, got a few segues coming up on that. Ah, nice. Um, nice. I'm probably a five. I'm I'm massively hungover, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> Still, <I had> drown <laughs> my sorrows yesterday. Um, well, last night and into this morning, uh, celebrating a couple of friends' birthdays. Um, and yeah, 
uh had to get up get out try and salvage the day a little bit then i then i uh, i did a 20 minute appearance on the second tier pod mm. i don't know if you guys have listened to that one but uh yeah um not my finest 20 minute performance <laughs> i don't think uh so apologies for that um and then yeah i've got <laughs> we're trying to squeeze this this podcast in and i've got um uh, robins reunited straight after with chris honor and paul marden so it's going to be an interesting few hours, really. Nice. Let's see yeah. if I can get my words out. But um, so yeah, I'm a, probably a five. Are you going to save us, Tom, with a higher score? What? Just in general, I one probably to ten. Say, yeah, how are you feeling? Well, I'd probably say a six. I've been enjoying all the other football I've watched, just apart from City recently. And <laughs> everything's been, yeah, everything's been all right other than that. Excellent. Uh, good stuff. Right, let's have a look at the lineup. Um so O'Leary retained his position in goal. Viner, closer, Atkinson, Sykes, Williams, Scott, De Silva, Viman, Conway, Semenyo. And the big shock, Matt, was Callas on the bench. Yeah, a bit left field, wasn't it? I know we, we were aware that he was back in training. Um but Nigel Pearson had, had kind of given a bit of indication that that he was potentially still a few weeks away and yeah, not only, um, obviously, as the game pans out, not only is he on the bench, but he actually gets some minutes as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was one of those ones as well from the conversation afterwards that Nigel Pearson said that he's not going to be, um, you know, uh, eased back eased in. Eased back in, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a different type of injury, so he's available yeah. for selection. Um, which, which is always a little bit of a... Um, or I, I say always, but I, I find that a little bit of a strange one in so much as there's still an element of match fitness to it. And and I'm not aware that he's played any under 21 games. Um, so I was a little bit surprised when I heard that. And sometimes I kind of wonder whether is that, is that Nigel Pearson just putting the media person in his spot a little bit, but um, good, good to see. And I think potentially, you, you know, he, he may come into the equation for the starting lineup on, uh, yeah. on Tuesday. Absolutely. Right, let's get into the minutes then. Uh, first minute, a lovely ball forward from Viner to Conway. It's out wide to Sykes. The ball is squared to Semenyo, who swipes at it, and it comes to nothing. What a chance that was, Tom. Uh, we just needed to side foot that one rather than pro- probably try and put his foot through it. Yeah, I saw, yeah. Semenyo, he could either score, if you gave him 10 shots, he could score five in the top corner and hit five into like row Z. <laughs> but he does the he does the stuff you wouldn't expect very well. But some of the easy finishes, he just sort of doesn't quite hit it, hit it right. But yeah, we could have maybe another day could have scored that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And Matt, it was just down to technique. I think it, it was uh, a good ball, good good pass selection from Sykes, and just yeah, didn't didn't connect with it. Did right. he? I mean, it 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 was far end from us, and then. Um, I couldn't really see his connection. Whether did I mean it was on target? Yeah, the, the keeper saved it, or did he miss it completely? I uh, just sort of uh, swiped it, and yeah, didn't, I don't think it went anywhere near. Did the it goal. not? Yeah, no, um, it it, it's a bit of a since he's come back, Antoine. He, he's he's gone back to slashing at the ball a little bit, um, and there were a couple in the second half where you know you can't fault the power, but but his composure sometimes lets him down in. Um, that was obviously an example. And it's like I say, Patch, goals change games. If we score that early, 
Mm. We settle, the crowd settles, and and Millwall are then up against it, thinking we've not won away since March. We're up against it again. So yeah, yeah, we um we often get that early chance, don't we? And it can sometimes yeah. set the set the scene. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Third minute, I've got Williams on two occasions turns the play over very well. I think Williams had a great start. He was he looked in spells all the player we hope he can be. Tom. Yeah, I mean, I do like Williams. He. I mean, the other season he was injured a lot, but recently, I know he's not playing every game, but when he does play, I think he's doing quite a lot of the right things in midfield, like winning, as you would want our midfielder to do, really, winning the ball back, sort of not overcomplicating things, but just doing, like, the basics, I guess. Yeah, do the basics well, and also he's, he's starting to add um, a good range of passing into his game. Yeah. The first few times I think we saw him um, in a City shirt, he was pinging balls all over the place. So gradually coming back, um, uh, Joe Williams, so hopefully that continues on an upward trajectory. Um, uh, maybe, Patch, with, with Joe, he needs to play Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, yeah. whenever it is now, to get, get the momentum that going. run of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, good point. Uh, fifth minute, great tackle from Atkinson and nice hook back to Max O'Leary. It was a great tackle uh, and there was, you know, some some referees may have given a back pass, but uh, Max didn't didn't seem to question it and just picked it up. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good challenge. Yeah. Tenth minute, Scott, well-delivered free kick from the right, but no one is able to steer it goalwards. I think Vyman almost gets his head on that one, Matt, but good to see a good delivery early on from Alex. Actually, it was decent delivery. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I'll question a few a bit later on, but yeah, I thought that one was decent. Yeah, it's a shame on on that one. There, we had plenty of people in the box, but yeah, as I say, I, I, Andy Vyman just couldn't couldn't get enough of a head on it. Twenty um, yeah. sixth minute, Alex Scott carries the ball across the, across half the pitch, um, and just as you think he may go all the way, he runs into resistance, and then we go backwards. Tom, uh, it was a great run from Alex Scott. He really carried some yards there. Yeah, I mean, you get that a lot with Alex Scott. He's just, I mean, you said about his sort of delivery as well. He's been great. I know he started the season not as he would have hoped, but recently I think he's been like one of our best players, especially just sort of how he drives in midfield and sort of at times we could just be sat playing the ball around defence, but he sort of adds that energy in midfield when you when you would sort of need it, I guess. Yeah, still developing Matt, isn't he? And still learning, still seeing what he can do, what he can't do. Um, you know, will he get to a point where he does take that one on into the box and slots it home? Yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think Andy Vyman ends up coming across in front of him. And actually, if he'd stayed left, yes. that might have been a ball into Andy Vyman. But but Vyman almost... Takes a player away. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah, it, it would do. But by, by coming inside, he takes some of that space away from Alex Scott as well. Um, and Alex is more, you know, more right-footed, but you know he, he's still learning the game, isn't he? You know, I know he's—he's. He's, I don't know how many games he's played now. I mean, he must be approaching. Just over I don't 50, know. I think. Is it? Yeah, I was going to say fifty games. Um, but he's—he's he's facing different opposition, different ways of playing, um, and he's going to learn all the time, isn't he? So he's—you know—he is improving. He's on. He's still on an upward, uh, an upward trend for me. Absolutely. 31st minute, City soaking up a lot of pressure and a header is cleared off the line by Sykes as Closer returns to the pitch looking like something from Fira Avon Valley, Matt. 
<laughs> I actually said he looked like my mum had done uh, the bandaging because of how she wrapped the Christmas presents when I was a kid. Um, but it was a bit, a bit of a weird one. I mean, you might have a better angle from where you were on the side, but I'm assuming he had some sort of cut above his ear or or that kind of area because he seemed to have like a pad on the side of his head yeah, and it kind of wrapped rain. And it was difficult to tell how much of a impact that had on his sort of peripheral vision. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, that one, um, because I think, well, come on to Callas. Callas had a cut as well. It must have been, yeah. must have been, um, you know, uh, a Millwall performance that we that we come yeah. to expect. But yeah, it didn't seem to affect his game for me. And he he's brought a much needed um, stability back in there. Obviously, you know, Andy King did a job for half a game and then, um, and then, and then we had Birmingham. Um, but closer back, Callas back, Naismith a week or so away, it's start, going to start to be, you know, a good, hopefully, selection problem for Nigel Pearson. How do you see that, Matt? How do you see that coming, come into play? Do you know, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, we we know Naismith has had a, a, a rick in him, um, but it's the way that he plays. He's trying to pass the ball in. But I think, is, is it a coincidence that our attacking threat um, and the, the ammunition into the front sort of players has, has gone off since that he's not been in there. Um, so I would still start with with Naismith and probably I would go Atkinson uh, on the left and Callas or close on the right. Okay. Um, potentially with, I, I don't think we're getting enough out of our wing backs at the moment. Zach Viner has been decent this season. Yeah, I might even really look. Harsh, I might, yeah, to... I might even look at Zach Viner as a wing back um, really? because okay. you know he, he can get forward. It might might be a bit controversial, but I'm not sure we're getting the best out of Mark Sykes going forward. And defensively, Zach's better than Mark Sykes, so that comes into it. But I, th- I think Naismith definitely comes in um, just because, of, as I say, the way we want to try and play. And then it's whether you know. I don't think you can drop Rob out. I don't think you can drop Rob Atkinson because no. I think his performances have been consistent yeah. and um, adding so, goals yeah. to it as well. Exactly, yeah, the exactly. Threat at set pieces as we get yeah. better with delivery. But yeah. um, Tom, have you got any thoughts and opinions on that? Could we even push Naismith up into a dis- defensive midfield position? I know he doesn't really. He said on the radio he doesn't want to play there, but you know we don't always get what we want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I have liked Naismith, but I think he's just made quite a few mistakes that have led to goals this season that an, another defender, maybe like Callas or Close, probably wouldn't have given away. But I think Naismith, he's definitely a breath of fresh air in, in that team, sort of like his, his balls, like diagonal balls and that sort of stuff. Mm. I'd still stick with, well, when Naismith is back, I'd still stick with Rob Atkinson, Naismith and Viner as that back three. I think Close and uh, Callas are good players, like to to sort of fill in when players are injured. But I don't think Close. I know he adds that sort of stability at the back, but mm. I think he's probably lost his legs a bit. I don't know. I just don't think. I think he gets broke, like played around a bit too easily. And Callas, I just think could he could either make a great block or just injure himself heading mm. it, anything like that. I mean, he, I do like them all though. But yeah, yeah I'd probably stick with that. Yeah, it's a tough one, Matt, isn't it? Callas is, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure he's our highest paid player. Um, and if he's fit, he's, he's got yeah, to play. For me, he's our best defender. Um, yeah, it's a, so tough, it's a real tough one. I, th- I think he comes in. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the goals later on, but, you know, the, the leap on him and um, it, it, it may be that 
that certain games you play is when you determine who plays where. So, for example, yesterday, if you'd had all available, Close would probably have played because you know that they like to, to play the ball aerially. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it will be a, a nicer problem for Nigel Pearson to have, wouldn't it? But but Callas certainly gets into my team. Yeah, interesting one. 42nd minute, City come forward, but very quickly are under attack. And Tommy can't catch his man, but closer does and gets booked in the process for bringing him down. From that free kick, Max makes a great scoop save, but the City, City are slow to react and Millwall tap home the rebound and it's Bradshaw for 1-0, Matt, and it was, uh, as I say, a great save from Max, goes back to the same person who heads the ball, um, and no one's close enough to him. Yeah, I got a, a, a slightly different and um, absolutely harsher view. Mm, okay. I don't think it's a great save from Max. Um, you, because don't, the, you don't like him pushing it back into it the... It comes straight back yeah. into the danger area. Now, goalkeepers practice those kind of double saves day in, day out, Um and okay, it's it's right on him. He's unlucky. So I'm I'm not apportioning any blame to him. I just don't think it was a great save. It was a good save. Don't think it's a great save. Yeah, I don't think um, that it was like a snap decision. Yeah, and, yeah. And... But but you're right to call back. It it's the the passage of play. We're on the attack. Yeah. Tommy, um, who who isn't looking like the Tommy of the first six, seven, eight, nine games this season, following that ankle knock that he had. But Tommy loses the ball, probably needs to take one for the team and take a foul on the halfway line against the guy running through. Um, and even then, the free kick, it's not a great free kick. I think it hits the wall. Then it yes. goes under it goes under sort of Tommy's foot. Um, then it gets recycled. As you say, Bradshaw gets the head on it. He's then able, it's a diving header in, in, in many respects because he's sort of diving forward. He's then on the floor, gets up, and admittedly, all in one movement. It's not like it would be me getting up like it was in the fear tunnel on Friday night. Um, but gets up in one movement, has a touch, and then fires it into the net. And there's no one there blocking it. Now, I know Close puts a challenge. Zach Viner comes across, but they don't get anywhere near the ball. Mm. Um, or maybe, maybe it did Zach, get a slight yeah, deflection. Yeah, a touch, yeah. It's a slight deflection. But we, we're not anticipating it. And when you watch it back... From the recycled ball, Sykes is, and Vyman are just watching the ball coming in, um, and it goes back goes back to the Callas thing. You know, with Callas, he's got that absolute desire to put his body in, and we're just not anticipating stuff at the moment. It's just a, a really soft goal. Yeah, there was a goal at Birmingham, uh, second one, Tom, where Bentley mm. sort of came off the post and it, it it sort of rolled, trickled across towards him, and he tried to get to it, and Birmingham score. It's it's just that speed reaction in the box we seem to be lacking at the moment yeah i mean i think they're both fair i mean there's been quite a few goals that are just not good enough like defensively i know max o'leary like he's the games he's played like the preston the mill i think he's done quite well to be fair i don't think he's been at fault but that goal the first goal for them yesterday as matt was saying like as a keeper they work on them like day day in day out so he probably should not be clearing it straight to the man again but it's, as as Matt said again, the defenders sort of aren't anticipating sort of what is going to happen and just getting there before as the ball's been kicked in to the goal really. So it's just about it's just poor poor yeah. all round defensively, I'd say. Yeah, real sucker punch that one uh, a couple of minutes before half time. Um, we do get a chance, forty five plus two. Semenyo is um, gets an opportunity and shoots high and wide. 
with a lot of pace and power. Um, so yeah, that takes us to half time. Goes back to what I said, Patrick, about the Antoine taking that little bit of composure. Um, his, his technique has gone back to what it was 18 months, two years ago. Um, you know, he, he needs to just take that little bit of time now and, and a bit more composure. Yeah. Did see, um, he did score a rocket, didn't he? Um, on his way back recently. Um, yeah, he definitely had the shot, didn't he, against Preston the other night, yeah. which was a, a tremendous one. I'm trying to think which one, yeah. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me by email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Right, halftime summary from Rob. All rather insipid. Feels very much a bit after the Lord's Lord's Mayor's show. Lord Mayor's Lord's he's put Lord's Mayor show. Yeah, that's Lord. Yeah. yeah, the Lord Mayor's show. And a bit flat after the midweek win. There's a few rockets needed up a few proverbials because if we could crack things up, I'm sure Millwall are there for the taking. Even their fans had hadn't seemed up for it, neither in numbers nor vocally. Need to play more through the thirds and have Scott more involved. Classic scenario of not doing enough and you hand the opposition the opportunity to step forward. Hair dryer, please, Nigel Pearson. And the fans were singing how S must you be, we're winning away. And I don't know what that could be like as a player to, to hear that. You know, I don't like it as a fan. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, yeah, it, you know, whilst I, I don't get the point of it. Don't get mm. the point of it. All right, 48th minute, Semenyo taken out. Free kick, Scott doesn't clear the wall. Yeah, Semenyo's, Semenyo's um, going forward and he did look dangerous on yeah. the break. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a it's a free kick in a dangerous position and we can't clear the wall. And how many times have we said that, Matt, in the last several podcasts? Over and over again, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a consistent theme again. Yeah. 50th minute, Williams puts Semenyo through and he lashes one across the goal. Vyman slides in, Gaza-esque, but nowhere, not even as close as Gaza. Um, but a good opportunity nonetheless, Tom. Um, it was Semenyo doesn't shoot, he does opt to cross, but maybe maybe he should have tried to get it on target. Yeah, I mean, probably last season, Vyman probably would have been scoring that. I mean, it was sort of blasted across, but... It's just sort of if that goal would have went in, it would have been a whole different different ball game. But um, we haven't really taken our chances. And you said about Alex Scott not clearing the ball. That's happened like several times this season where this the deliver. I know Alex Scott he has his moments and does put a great ball in. But I remember De Silva against Norwich earlier this season. He was on set pieces and some of the delivery was just so poor. Like it really because if you think we got players like Rob Atkinson even close they've all they're all quite big mm. and they could win any header any knockdown and we could we could score a goal but it's just sort of like 
I don't know, we let ourselves down a bit in some, some areas attacking as well, I guess. Yeah. 50th minute, Williams puts Semenyo through and he lashes one across the goal. I've just done that one. Just done that one. 52nd minute. <laughs> Chaos on the pitch. Semenyo and the big centre-back clash. I didn't really see what happened there, but Semenyo's booked. None of the officials um, could have seen it because they were up with play and watching what watching what was going on with the ball. Um, and yet there's a couple of cards brandished, Matt. You were closer to that one. Did you have any views? Didn't, didn't see what had happened because like like the ref, I was following the ball. Um, but I would love to know. And it's where I get frustrated with key sort of elements in games that don't get asked by the, the journalists and the media. Because I'd love to have, I'm sure Nigel Pearson would have been asking the question, how on earth does the ref give a booking and give a free kick to Millwall mm. when he clearly hasn't seen it? And he hasn't seen it because it's, the melee is going on for five, ten seconds and it's the crowd that draws his attention to it. So clearly not seen it and yet he books it. Now, if that's because the fourth official is given something because he's seen it, then when does that come into play? So I, I would, as a fan, I would love to know. And so I'd love the journalist to have said, Nigel, what did the referee say about the booking? Or do you know what I mean? I know that's unfair because they've got limited time, but in the post-match press where those questions get asked, just a strange one for me, but he clearly couldn't have seen it. Yeah, did you did you see any anything? I, I think there was just a coming together and then uh, I, I saw the the city coaching staff like yeah. rush rush the fourth official and tell him, you know, sort this out. Yeah, they they here. they were holding each other's shirts, weren't they? And, yeah. and then players were stepping in, but I didn't I didn't see what led to it. Mm. Okay, fifty six minute, two loose balls in quick succession from Max O'Leary, perhaps over eager to get things going. Tom, um, yeah, it was just a, a two in two minutes really, where he's played the ball out and it's come straight back. Yeah, I mean, I think his distribution. It's not. I don't think Bentley's is the best either, if I'm honest. But it reminds me a bit of Frank Fielding. If God, anything. I don't think it's that bad. No, I mean, <laughs> but it's a, that's that's a good point, though, Tom. In terms of where we play it, why are we playing a ball out to the left to Jada Silva? I know, yeah, because he's six foot seven, man. Well, but that's exactly it, isn't it? He's not going to win a header against any other fullback he's up against. I just don't yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, you look at the Silva. You you don't want to be. I don't even think the other team targets the silver side as much early. I mean, we sort of play at that side more often and we get caught out ourselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, 58th minute. This is this is the, the best move of the game for me. It was a neat triangle at the back. De Silva, Williams and Atkinson, the triumvirate. And it finds Semenyo, who plays a 1-2 with Vyman. He shoots, but the keeper saves with his feet. Uh, a good opportunity, a shot on target from Semenyo, and a very good move right from the back, Matt. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was a decent shot and a decent save, to be fair. Um, I thought they hit the post, but it actually came off his feet. Yeah, it was a keeper's save, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was a decent save. Um, but he, he took a little bit more composure on it, and so, you know, gets it on target. Um um, um, certainly up until that point was the best move from, from City's point of view. They actually retained the ball um, because the first half, I mean, I don't I don't think the forwards are getting a lot of support from the midfield. I don't think we're playing decent balls into them. I think quite often they're having to try and run the channels in. But when it did come into Tommy, into Antoine, they just weren't holding it up. So it was then just coming back. 
Um, but that one, yeah, was that was was a good move, good good effort, and good save. Mm, yeah, very good. Sixtieth uh, minute, Callas returns, um, as does Martin and Wells. So three come on uh, for closer, um, which is obviously a straight swap. Sykes, uh, which saw Vyman coming out wide, and Tommy uh, Tommy Conway. So uh, yeah, Wells Wells going up. So Martin and Wells up top um, with who was it? So is that right? So Scott in behind, so, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Martin, Martin up top. Martin and Wells. Semenyo sort of drop in. Yeah. Semenyo drops in. Of course. Wide. Yeah. So yeah, those three changes. Tom, any any thoughts on on those three? Well, I thought Callas. If I'm honest, I never thought he was going to play for us again <laughs> when he was injured. <laughs> I, I a few people were saying that to me as well, and I just thought I I didn't see him around anywhere. I just didn't know he wasn't in any under twenty one games, anything like that. So I just thought I didn't really know what was going on and. Naki Wells, I think I don't. I'm not sure why he didn't start. Really, I mean, Naki Wells, he's our top goal scorer this season. I think he's got to be starting. To be fair, like just what he adds to the game. He's so with Semenyo, he's obviously, as Matt said, he doesn't really like. Have, he's obviously a great player, but his composure at times isn't the best. And Tommy Conway hasn't really been on form as he was at the start of the season. So I think Naki Wells, he has to start the games for me, really. And uh, Chris Martin, I mean. He had something different, but I don't really think he had a massive impact when he came on either. Just checking the stats. You're right. So uh, Naki is our top goal scorer in the league. Yeah. Tom, Tommy's got two in the cup, so he, he nods him. But, uh, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, he is top goal scorer in the league, so you're right. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was just fresh legs. Let's see if, let's see what we can do. Um, go at them a bit more. And then there's another change straight after. Jada Silva, uh, straight swap for Cam Pring. And Cam instant impact uh, to cause the equaliser. So Viner inside to Williams, out to Martin, who carries it forward. Nice ball into Semenyo, who turns and could shoot left-footed, but opts to give Campering the ball in space. He doesn't shoot, instead drives it hard and low across the the, uh, the face of the goal, and the defender is forced to put it in, Matt. Yeah, good move. Um, and Cam actually had a run before before that one as well, where he got to the byline and put a um, a cross in he's just more direct than Jada Silva he offers more from a, a pace point of view um, and physicality as well um, and you know I agree with with Tom that Naki should start I think um, Cam Pring starts on, yeah, on Tuesday for me as well he just he's just giving and and if Jay's on form then fine but he's also not on form um, and so Cam coming on and, and yeah it was a really good move um, Chrissy Martin does really well to be fair to him Drives forward, drives into the space, plays a good ball into Antoine, who, who you know actually gets his head up, mm. sees there's a better option. Um, I actually thought from my angle, Cam was was going to go for the shot, but obviously drives it, cross come shot if you like. And I th- if the defender doesn't put it in, I think Mac is in behind him to to tap it home. So, and then then I'm thinking, right, we're, we're going to go on and win this now because Millwall have really offered nothing. Um, it's just through dead you know dead balls that, that they've really created anything. Um, so I genuinely thought we would go on and win it. Yeah, I think we all did. Uh, 75th minute, Williams concedes the free kick. Lofted ball up. Max comes to punch it, but Callas gets there first with his seven-foot to eight-foot leap. Um, and Mill will tap it into an empty net. No communication. I think Martin was there. Callas out-jumped Martin. Max has come for it as well. And you can see on the replays, I think Nigel Pearson said he heard uh, his shout from where he was. But Callas has already six foot 
off the floor, Matt, when uh, when when Max is coming for it. It's, it was just a real sucker punch that they scored, an easy goal. Um, what do you make of it? There's there's I've I've seen lots of different views on this, so we'll come to you first, Matt, and then I'll come to Tom. So for me, and if you watch it back on Sky Sports, you can hear Max calling for it. I think if he does what you said and comes to punch it, then he probably clears it. He doesn't. He comes to catch it. You know, one of those where the goalkeeper's up in the air trying to catch it in his midriff. But he's got two defenders immediately in front of him and Thomas Callas coming across. The ball's practically on the edge of the area. So if he does catch it, there's a risk of him actually carrying it out the side of the area. So I, I don't think it's a great decision from Max in the first place. There's there's not really a, an, an attacking player anywhere near it. But the fact that he's called for it, Thomas Callas then should kind of get out of the way. But there's also the argument if you're a defender and you don't think the keeper's going to be getting there. And if Thomas Callas sees that there are players in front and thinks I've got to head it, then I'm not, I don't necessarily think that's the bad decision. It's just not a great header. And he heads it straight to the guy. <laughs> that's, that's the worst has, bit, isn't yeah. it? He heads it straight to Cause him. Because if he clears it with his header, goes up in the air or goes out, you know, throw a throw in, we're not even talking about it. And in many ways, we might be saying, Max, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, if I'm proportioning blame, I, I just think it was, a, I, I do genuinely think it's a poor decision from Max. I don't think he needs to come for it. Nigel Pearson had a bit, for me, a bit of a sly dig at Dan Bentley after the game because he talked about it being a positive goalkeeping decision, albeit he felt he should have punched it, but said he would much rather the positive decision than what basically happened at Birmingham the week before. Um, and I, I don't know that he needs to say that, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm probably in the, the sort of 60-40. It, it was more max than, than Callas, really. It's an interesting one. I'll come to you in a sec, Tom. Um, but we have said on the podcast over the last few weeks, we want to see Bentley coming out and claiming yeah. the ball more. However, this is right on the edge of the 18-yard exactly. box. Yeah. So, yeah. 50, when 50. we talk about it, we're talking about corners and, and crosses yeah. from the side. As opposed this was a free to kick that. from the halfway line. Exactly. It? It's just straight down the middle. Um, yeah, I mean... That's, Tom, that's my take on it. So, so Max is uh, Max. Matt is Max sixty. Sixty four. Callas yeah. forty. Where's your Where's your percentiles? I mean, I'm not. I don't mind Max and Leo coming to try and get that. But first and foremost, why are two or three players just in front of Max O'Leary there, all trying to get the ball? I, I I think they should be like marking their man more so. And I don't really think anything should have come from that that free kick. As you said, it was backed by the halfway line. So I just think it's a totally poor goal, but. I wouldn't say it's Max O'Leary's fault as if he came and collected that, we could have started a counter-attack. So I don't see any problem with it, really. But it's I, guess, just sort of... I guess the thing is, he doesn't come and collect it. I know that's because of Callas coming in as well, but yeah, yeah. that that whole communication piece, isn't it? If you know, I just From from where it is, having looked back, catching it where he is looking to catch it, he's in the air, he's then got a land. His momentum may very well take him out. And I just think it's a little bit of a... I don't know, for me, yeah, poor decision. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'd probably say it's, I'd say it's more 50-50. I think you could blame both Max and uh, the, the players like there as well, but I think the communication is definitely poor, and I think we yeah. do we do lack that with Bentley, maybe not on the, on the pitch as well. Well, and also, so Max hasn't played much football. Callas hasn't played since March. Yeah. You know, it, it's, they probably haven't played together 
Max and Callas, for example, that that much at all. Uh, so it, it's basic. It's basics, though, Patrick. It, it is. It is. It's, it's basics, yeah. you know. And you, when you've played the games that both have played, um, like I said, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I like the fact that Max was trying to be positive. I just don't think it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think well, I think I'm happy with 50-50, Tom. Um, right, let's move on. Uh, 79th minute. Come on, Antoine. A bit of magic, please, was a cry from me as it rolled towards him. And he does really well to come inside, a little flick inside, and then his left foot shot goes out for a throw-in, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said about... I think uh, Matt said about this earlier as well. I mean, Semenya's composure. I, like... I just don't really know how it's managed to go out for a throw, really. I mean, he could have played the ball or just taken a proper shot and just tested the keeper. But it's just chances. We've had several chances. I know yesterday it wasn't a good it wasn't a good game of football, I don't feel. It was very. But I think okay. Semenu, he's got to be taking his chances there. And all the strikers do, really. Like, Vyman, uh, it's just not. To win games, we need to be... T- taking those sorts of chances when we have got space to sort of drive into. Absolutely. And yeah, especially especially 2-1 down, Matt. Brilliant piece of skill. Um, and it's kind of, how do you do that and then end up end up with the shot? It just didn't, it doesn't kind of compute, does it? But um, yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm just repeating myself, but he, he he's hitting shots at the moment like he did two, three years ago when he first came on the scene um, and not that you know, it's not even it in the target. That's the thing with it. It's just slashed, and that's probably two or three that he's had that have gone for throws. Mm. Yeah, he wins a free kick uh, a few minutes later, eighty third minute. And what I didn't like about this were two one down. It took Alex Scott forty five seconds to pass it sideways to, yeah. to Joe Williams, and his ball in the box falls eventually to Callas, who shoots over. But we've said this before again: lack of urgency when you're losing and you just want to get on with the game 45 seconds yeah lack of responsibility lack of leadership on the pitch sort of you know someone taking hold of it and saying it yeah and and that's the thing though patch and and I, i put it in our whatsapp group last night who's out there not i'm not i'm not talking about giving players a rollicking and calling players out but sometimes you do need you know your own teammates to be giving each other a little bit of stick just to get some fire in the belly going. Um, and yeah, exactly that. You know, you're 2-1 down and it takes that that way. And what do we end up doing? We end up going sideways. I just don't, I, I don't get the logic. No. Okay, 90th minute. Kaji on for Viner. I think that was just to get someone else a bit further up the pitch. Um, I think that was his home debut as well. Uh, was that his league debut? Did he come on? At, no, came he on came, at Birmingham. Birmingham. came on at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely his home debut. Um, 95th minute, poor clearance from Millwall keeper gives us a throw in. And you think, right, 95th minute, here we go. Let's get the ball in the box. City muck about with it. It's a short throw in. Um, Campering's dispossessed instead of going route one. And the result is a penalty from Millwall. Uh, so they're on the break. They get brought down. And Benekophobi steps up. You think, here we go. 3-1 but great save from Max O'Leary his second second save against uh, Millwall in um, in as many games for saves. him yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was that one up at the den wasn't there um, yeah I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't the best of penalties was it um, but if Max goes the other way then it's a goal so you know yeah. you, you've, you've got to give him credit for that but you're right Patrick again with the, the throw in 
you're two one down, and and Rob Atkinson's the one showing for the ball, who's who's unlikely to put a really decent cross in. So why are we not then at that stage getting Callas taking a long throw like he's done time and time again? Why are we not getting Campring just launching it in the box if that's the case? Just just really poor decision making. And I know Nigel Pearson did his usual, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after the game. Look. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of, but he's right. He's right. It was just a really bad decision again, you know. And I, but for me again, it it goes back to nobody on the pitch saying what are we doing, you know? Where's Where's Andy Vyman, the captain? I know he was playing right wing back at that stage, but is is he the best choice of a captain out on the pitch? Maybe a little bit like with Callas in the past that he was he was captain based on performance, mm. but you want a captain based on a leader of men. Someone who's gonna Duke talk Williams to people is and the get most doing. obvious choice, but he's still developing. So, in... so Naismith would be for me if he's out there, of course. Naismith, um, yeah. but if if not, then yeah, I would agree. I would go Joe Williams over Andy Vyman, um, because I just don't think. And I mean, first and foremost, Andy's not playing well at the moment. Um, and and you know, we talked about Tom said about Naki coming in, I said about Cam come, coming in, we both agreed on that. Andy Vyman has to come out on Tuesday. He's not playing well enough to warrant a starting place at the moment. You can't pick him on reputation because you're not picking Dan Bentley on reputation and you're not picking Naki Wells on reputation. So Andy Vyman doesn't deserve to be starting on Tuesday night. As much as I love him. Yeah, exactly. Just it's, needs, you know. It's um yeah, it's a, it's an incredible thought, really, because we know exactly and he set his standards so high. That's the problem. Yeah. He set that level so high and he is the engine room of the team on any yeah. given but, every, any given Sunday? But, any given but it's Saturday. no different than Dan Bentley. Dan Bentley had a, a a poor performance, and we thought the same last weekend. He gets dropped for Preston. Andy was okay on on Wednesday night at Preston, but he, he didn't do anything yesterday. Um, so I just I don't know. I don't Tom. I don't know your your thoughts on Andy Vyman. For me, at the, the moment, it's a real you know. I think the difference is Andy Vyman's got another year on his contract. But carry on. Tom. That might come in. No, you're right. You're right. That might even come into it though, Patch. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think knowing Nigel Pearson, how you seem to 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 know him from what you see, I don't think that probably comes in his mind. But yeah. it's a fair shout. Yeah. Go on, Tom. I mean, Andy Vyman. With Vyman, I know me and Matt spoke to him on the radio at the end of last season. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He was he was very positive with all the Austrian all his obviously goals and everything like that. But since this season, I mean, the start of this season, he hasn't really got going. I don't I don't think in any of the games really he hasn't had that impact as he did last season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yep, no, like, right. and uh, we started off well, didn't he? He, he did start game, off well. He? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, started, he off started off well. But I still didn't think throughout the games he had the impact that he did yeah. uh, last season. I don't know, but so, yeah, I also. Uh, I also think that I think I don't know who we'd really replace him with there because I don't really think there's someone. I'd like to see that. Alex Scott in that in that slot. Just see but I don't know if on. Alex Scott has the sort of. I know he's a great player and gets around the pitch well, but I don't know if you see Andy Vyman in like the 85th minute still bursting yeah. like all around the pitch. I don't really know if Alex Scott. I think Alex Scott will probably get would maybe get subbed off in like the 75th minute in Andy but, Vyman's position if that makes sense. Like, but but maybe we change it and we we play a five in the middle. You know, we play five across the middle and we and we don't have that kind of 10, 10 role. Or potentially, I guess Kane Wilson's injury comes into play. But now that you've got Callas um, and closer in there, and, and as I say, potentially Zach can go that right wing back role, a role that he did play a number of times. I'm not going to say he's excelled himself at it, but 
but potentially Sykes can come <coughs> into that that Andy Vyman role if you want to keep that same that yeah. same kind of shape. But I just think you can you can't have a, a, a it's not a rule but a methodology or a, a, a um can't think of the word. But you're you're saying that certain players you're you know Naki Wells he got dropped after last weekend. Player of the month. He said Dan, Dan yeah Dan Bentley. Andy Vyman is not putting in performances that you expect from Andy Vyman. The fact, all right, he's not he's not scoring, he's not creating, but if you're seeing the same sort of performances from him, then then he gets in there. I just don't see that at the moment. And and Ellie, we've had on the podcast before, is and she's a massive Andy Vyman fan. He's her favourite player. If you've got, you know, fans' favourites are saying he needs to be rested, he's not putting it in. I just I I don't understand why Nigel Pearson is sticking with him at the moment. You know, he he's like any other player needs to know that if I'm not performing, I come out and someone else comes in and they get given an opportunity. Yeah, um, but I still I still expect him to start on Tuesday. I expect Jade Silva to start on Tuesday. And again, I look at it and think, well, what what are we doing there then? Okay, right. I'm gonna read a couple of tweets and I'll come to you, Matt, for the ratings. Doctor Dean Allen, speechless. Another error-ridden performance by Bristol City. Totally lacking quality or intensity. Millwall thoroughly deserved the result. Let's be honest. We're we're on a worrying slide, and the Championship survival is the best we can hope for. The fans deserve more. Chris, um, I can't remember watching a team make so many unforced errors as we did today, culminating in Max coming for a ball he had no business doing. NP needs to start treating Vyman the same as the rest to to move him to right wing back because you don't want to take him off was pathetic um according to chris right matt let's come to the ratings okay can, um, I, can I give you a prediction yep i'm going 5.1 okay tom what's your average average prediction for, for yesterday's game yeah yep. t- team average I, i'd say four for five, I'd say five, just five. Okay, right, go for it, man. <laughs> right, okay. So th- this is probably going to be harsh, um, but I went five for Max because, like I say, for me, two key moments in that game, I don't think it was great, but he did then make a penalty save. So I don't mind if you two want to go six. I went five. Um, no, five, fine. Yeah, okay. Um, Zach, I've gone five. Mark Sykes, I've gone five. Um, Zach's again might seem slightly harsh, but actually a number of times in the second half he gave the ball away. Um, there was one moment when we're two one down driving forward, and 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 he just hits a pass straight to the Millwall player who is stood twenty yards in front of him, and you just sort of think, what what are we doing there? But I'm probably looking at a six, maybe even the seven on the early part of the game. But then I just felt his his passing went awry, so I went five for Zach. Mark Sykes, I went five. Um, I think Mark would definitely have come out of the side if Kane Wilson was fit and if if Nigel Pearson wanted to play George Tanner as a right wing back, he clearly doesn't. Where um, is George Tanner? He has he wasn't on the bench yesterday. No, he wasn't. I think that was because of Callas coming back in. Um, oh, right. I, th- I think he, yeah, he sort Tanner's of was the, the one to, Tanner's to the make centre back sub, yeah. isn't he? For some yeah. reason. Um so I went five for Mark Sykes. Rob Atkinson, I went six, and Rob was my man of the match again. I thought he was solid. Tried to get forward. Did, didn't work in the same way as it did against Preston, but I thought it was it was decent. Thomas Callas, because he came on in the 60th minute, um, so get some marks. I've gone five for Thomas. Um, you know, he, he, he showed what he's about, put a couple of headers in, a couple of blocks as well, and one in particular. But again, has to be called into question for, for the, the goal. Tim Close, I went six. Um, 
I'd be interested to know if it was a tactical change or like that because of the injury that he came off. Um, I get what what um, Tom's saying in terms of, you know, he does get beat for pace, but I still think his physicality and winning the ball like he did, I potentially may have kept him on there. But um, so I went six for Tim. Jada Silva, and I, I, I feel like I'm bashing Jay a little bit, but I've gone four for Jay. I just didn't see what Jay offered at all yesterday. I didn't, I, yet again, there were two crosses that he put in that just completely overhit. Um, and I, and again, sounds boring because I've wrote about it in the column, but I'd love to know what, what are we doing in training? If, I, if I'm Jada Silva, if I'm a professional footballer, and I'm sure he does, so I'm not questioning his, his professionalism, but if I'm a professional footballer who's hitting crosses like I'm hitting at the moment, I'm saying to the coaching staff after the game, and I'm saying to... Even a couple of the academy kids from the, the the academy defenders, right? I want you in the box. I want someone in midfield just knocking me balls out wide, and all I'm going to be doing is running and hitting the first time cross, taking a touch and hitting the first time cross. You know, we talk about it, patch, don't we? It's that repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, and yeah, so for me, it was a four for Jay. Just dis- disappointing. Joe Williams started off, I agree, reasonably. Um, but I've gone five, and the reason I've gone five, um, and similarly I've gone five for Alex Scott, is what what did we create from a midfield point of view for the front two? How many decent balls in did those you know those lads have? How many shots did Joe Williams or Alex Scott have? I don't I don't think we had a single corner yesterday. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm pre- I can't recall one. And I'm not sure what we had in terms of shots on target, but it won't have been very many. And you can probably have a look, Patch, and tell me. Mm. But it won't have been very many. And you know, I'm 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 cribbing something that um, Ian Gay said. But we've got wing backs who, who don't really beat their men and can't cross, and we've got a central midfield that don't really create anything, don't provide any assists, and don't score goals. So we're so reliant on the front players having to do something with very little ammunition. So, you know, for me yesterday, Joe and, and Alex got fives. I know again within our WhatsApp group patch, there was a couple of people sort of said about Alex getting a six, but I don't I don't know what Alex did. I mean, he, he then gave the penalty away, although I didn't actually think looking back it was a pen. I thought George Savile made the most out of it. It's coming together, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, just to give you your stats. Yeah. So, yeah, no corners. Yeah. Uh nine shots, one on target. There you go. I mean so, one on target, which would be the well, it wouldn't have been the goal because that was a um own goal. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't I don't I assume that doesn't count, so it'd be Semenya's, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um Chrissy Martin and Naki, because they both came on with, with Thomas. Uh, although interestingly on my Sky app it said one sub was at sixty and one was at sixty one, but um I'm pretty sure they all three came on at the same time, didn't they? So, yeah. yeah. But Chrissy and Nakia went fives. Um, Andy Vyman and Tommy Conway, I went fours. Both are, are considerably below what I know they're capable of. And I love both. I make no bones about it. You know, they're, they're two two favourites of mine. Um, and then finally, Antoine, I've gone five. <laughs> Could have been a six, but... For the opportunities that, in fairness, he created himself a lot of them. Mm. He just didn't hit the target enough, you know. And when when you create those opportunities, you've got to do more with it. So, I went five for Antoine. Um, so, if you're in agreement with that, then that averages at four point nine three, which, 
That's why I was when I was Tom was going four. <laughs> I was like, go on, Tom, say say four point nine. Um, which you know, I, I do genuinely think is if we're six is what we would expect, and I think with a home game against a side in the form that Millwall were, a six you'd expect a victory, and certainly, or if not, a decent performance. For me, we fell below that. So yeah, it was 4.93. And for Nigel, I went five. Um, I still don't think he's getting his starting lineup correct. Um, and it's all right. about opinions. He, know, he knows far better than me, but... He's tinkered it, it quite a bit now with yeah, um, and yeah. making three and, subs in one go. And, and listening to to Chrissy um, on the radio, I think it was Chrissy. Honour. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it was. Um may have been Gary, apologies. No, it wasn't Gary. It was Chris, yeah. Um, I'm sure Chris was saying, and Jeff was saying, that Nigel Pearson must be scratching his head not knowing what his best team yeah, is. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. And, and they're, they're dead right. I'm, I'm not sure that he does because he's not getting the performances. And when you look back and you look back at the Luton game, the Cardiff game in particular, but then Huddersfield, Blackburn away, Norwich, where, where's that team gone? Where's that... Um, shape, pressing, you know, the the way that we were combining. And maybe that is because, as I said, we haven't got Naismith in there and we haven't got Matty James in there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to read something out for you. The following players are out of contract in June. Awara Edwards, James Taylor, Taylor Moore, William Boos, Thomas Callas, Tim Closer, Dylan Kaji. Andy King, Chris Martin, Harvey Wells-Richards, Naki Wells, Masengo, Bentley, De Silva, Hours, Semenyo, Viner and O'Leary. But Semenyo, Viner and O'Leary have all, I think, got one-year options. It's a long list, Matt. Massive. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think I, I might have said to you in the week, Patch, there's obviously been talk in the media about Richard Gould being... Um, I say approach, approach, linked, linked, linked to the English cricket board top job. Um, Nigel Pearson, there's, there's no two ways about it. What, whatever we as fans think, and there is still very much a split between whether you know you're a yay or a nay for Nigel Pearson, and certainly, um, both me and you are as it Mm -hmm. stands at the moment. I don't know where Tom, Tom is on that. Um, but we're still very much Nigel Pearson in. But if we go. And it's not inconceivable. We lose against West Brom, which we don't do very well at. Reading away is normally a game that, you know, we can do well at. So you don't know on that one. But, you know, if we lose that and then we've got the likes of, I think, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, Swansea, you know, we we might be talking about three, four points out of a possible 20-odd game. And you have to then look at, his record still. And and I don't, I don't dispute the fact that it's a really tough situation because he's not had money to spend. He's had to reduce the budget, but there are lots of managers in the same boat. Um, and you have to still then be judged on your record, don't you? So he could come under more pressure. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Being a Bristol city fan, uh, you, you know, there, there are moments, what was it? Four or five games ago, you know, we're thinking, Christ, we've got a real shape, not not just top 10, which would have, you know, would have been far more than the vast majority of City fans would have thought. Yeah. We're even thinking we might get a playoff place here because, you know, we're we're playing some really good football. We've just fallen off a cliff again, haven't we? Yeah. And why why do Bristol City do that? Why do we have these runs? Tom, you've got... Um... Answer that. <laughs> yeah, Tom, answer that. Yeah, I mean, 
Tom, I don't know how old you are, but you're certainly a good 20 years younger than, than me and 30 years younger than Matt, I'm sure. Uh, what have you let yourself in for, mate, as a yeah, City fan? Why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> blame your dad. <laughs> I'd just like to say about the contract uh, players yeah, out this summer. I mean, that's basically a squad going there, really. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. I know they can obviously get like new contracts, but that's quite a big, like, with the money we've got and all that sort of stuff, it's quite a big like ask in the sort of the rest of the season, what what's going to actually happen with those players. Yeah, I like, think it's 16 players and then three with year options. Yeah. And also, i just like to say about, I know um, you both mentioned it earlier about Cam Pring. I think he's got a start on mm. Tuesday night. I think, yep. I think he, I mean, every game I've watched him for City, he's always, he's a lot more sort of pacey and more powerful than Jada Silva. I, I, I like Jada Silva. I think he's a great player, but I think, would you, be dis- would you be disappointed, Tom, if Jada Silva gets released next summer? Mm, I I like him. I've, whenever I've like met him or anything, I th- he's a yeah, great, great guy. Great, but, great bloke, but would you yeah. be disappointed in terms of what he offers us? Because I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I and I would, no. there, there are you know, probably four or five of those names. Depends what, depends what comes in. You know, you need two yeah. players for every position. Of course you do, yeah. 100%. But I just don't... Jade Silva on his day, and, you know, he's had three eights from us this season. Yeah. On his day, he's a very good player. But he's just... I mean, that's, that's three out of 14 games, 15 games, which, you know, that's just not good enough. Not, is, not when you've got average, the class Matt? that he's got. got that to, yeah, so Jay's average is for the season... Hang on. Please hold. Please hold. Do, do, do. Your call is important to us. Uh, his average is 5.8. Okay, so which, just under it. Just, just under, under probably, yeah, what you'd expect. And, and to be fair, he's had two fours in the last couple of weeks. So that, that will have brought I that think pain. a lot of them, haven't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there are a few of them that I just don't think... They're going to have to take massive pay cuts. So the likes of Dan Bentley, Thomas Callas, you know, if, if we offer terms they'll be considerably reduced. Are they likely to take him? Who knows? So they can get the same elsewhere, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, so my team for Tuesday is Bentley in goal, uh, Callas, Closer and Atkinson, the back three, Viner on the right, Pring on the left, Scott and Williams, Semenyo in behind Wells and Conway. Thoughts on that first, Matt? So um, I think... I, I probably would go Dan Bentley, but I don't think he will. I think he'd go Max O'Leary, he's gone with it. And I don't think Max deserves to be dropped. So the fact that he's in there, he, he probably keeps his place. I would go for the, the back five that you've talked about. Um, the midfield, I would probably go William Scott and I, I might even stick another one in there. Um, I might even go Dylan Kaji in there as well. Okay. And then I would go at a front two of um, Naki Wells and Antoine Semenya. Okay, interesting. Tom, your thoughts? Uh, I'd probably stick with Max O'Leary and go. I don't think he's done much wrong the past few games. I think defence, I'd go Viner, Callas and Atkinson as a back three. And then uh, both wing-backs, I'd go Cam Pring, left wing-back. And then I think Sykes, right wing-back. But if Kane Wilson, I know he's out for a while, but I think four, he definitely months, deserved... Four yeah. yeah, I think he definitely deserved a chance early on in the season, so... Yeah. It would have been nice to see more shame. of him. Yeah, and midfield, I think I think Scott Williams, and then I think it might be maybe, I don't know, I don't think, I don't know about Vyman. I think, 
I think Semenya. Yeah, I, think, I think Vaiman will play, but I'm just saying, you know, what, what I yeah. would, would go for. I think for. Semenya, Wells, and Conway. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, that's, with... that's what I've gone for. I think it will yeah. give us um, a lot of dynamism up up front. And I think Wells and Conway together will, they do bring the best out of each other. But would yeah. you, you, you said you'd play Antoine in the cement, in the Vyman role Vyman as opposed yeah. to. Yeah, I might, if I was doing that, I'd probably go Conway in that role in Antoine. Yeah, I probably would forward. as well. What okay. what if what if Matty James is fit and Carl Naismith is fit? Okay, so I would go for Matty James in for Joe Williams. Okay. In that case. And if Naismith's fit, probably Naismith for closer. Right, okay. Because of his head. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right, we've got to leave it there because I've got okay. another got podcast in fifteen minutes. So Lovely. Um, that will be out very soon. Tom, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Great debut, yeah. and we'll have thanks you back for having me. I really have enjoyed it. Yeah, no, great. It's good. It's good to get you on. Um, good work, Tom. And yeah, roll, roll on, West Brom. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll pick up with you about leaving and what you know times and stuff. Yeah, There's a thing. Um, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, we'll we'll pick that up offline. Yeah. <laughs> if I should we do that afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, listen, right. everybody. Take care. Thank you, everyone. All Cheers, the best, guys. Thank you. Cheers, mate. I've Bye. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it last. Because you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. To tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. I ain't your If you stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here